Hello, hello, everyone. This is Amanda Grace coming to you live. I'm sorry, I'm a little late. I was just um, putting together a few more things before this very important and crucial broadcast. Uh, so welcome to everybody. Welcome to our moderators and our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. And welcome to those of you watching in the United States and around the world. Yes, I am in a new office. I hope you can hear me okay. I'm going to put the microphone here right in front of me. But I hope you can hear me okay. And uh, I'm in a new office. I'll show you. Chet and Grace are in this office. So hold on. I'll show you. There's the enormous cage. They got an upgrade. So there they are. Uh, they're in the cage because of this broadcast. And also Missy and Cyrus or the cats may make their way in here. And so we just wanted to make sure uh, that they were safe. And so the birdies are in the office. I will let them out next broadcast. So I promise about that. But just in case the cats come in or Missy or Cyrus, uh, because I have the door cracked, just in case, I'm leaving it this way for today. But the birds are here. They're here and they're in the other room. Okay, so let me open in prayer. And then we're going to get into a few things and, and why what is happening is so prophetically crucial. I can't even emphasize it enough. So, Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lord, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise that is due your holy, perfect name. Father, we humble ourselves before you this day, asking the pull of the flesh becomes less in our lives. So you, your will, and your power become more in our lives. I acknowledge, Father God, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the spotless lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He died at Calvary. He purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He rose again after three days, ascended back into heaven after appearing to many, took his rightful place at the right hand of the Father, where he victoriously rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate, Father God, and we praise you and acknowledge that before your throne this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I invite your presence in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, to fill this place to fill this broadcast, Father God, that the weight of your glory would fall and saturate the atmosphere, that the power of your presence would move, Father God. Lord, I just ask you would send your holy angels of all rankings and divisions in the name of Jesus Christ to surround and protect, Father God, to fill this room, to surround the skies and the lands here in Jesus' name. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would lead me in all wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, allow me the humble privilege of being a vessel of your power. We rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ to take authority over every plot, scheme, contract, assignment, slander, censorship, interference, and the like that the enemy, satanic agents, willing vessels would attempt and command to be broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, disabled, nullified, voided, and cast back to the dry places, pits, and areas you have designated, Lord, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in its place. Father, take all the glory for yourself, Lord. Father, let us have eyes to see and ears to hear in this hour what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, the Ruach Elohim has to say. Praise you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 
This is the Shabbat Haggadol. It is the Shabbat before, I think it's called the Shabbat Haggadol. Hold on, I'll tell you. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to double check this, but it's the Shabbat before Passover. Yes, it's called the Shabbat Haggadol. So Shabbat Shalom to our Jewish brothers and sisters out there. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Malachi Olam. Blessed are you, Lord God, King of the universe. That is the first line of the Shabbat prayer. So Shabbat Haggadol to our Jewish brothers and sisters out there. The Shabbat before Passover. So I just wanted to say that too. Also, I wanted to tell you before we begin that... Grace Out Loud was canceled uh, yesterday because I had a little bit of an ordeal. Marty was tired anyway, but I, I, I you may notice on, on uh, this side, I'm a little swollen. Well, I, on emergency yesterday, had to have three teeth pulled out of the back of my mouth by an oral surgeon, and he was excellent. I have to say he was in Connecticut. He was excellent, uh, and I am grateful because within five minutes, he had them out, and I didn't feel anything after he numbed me, but I had to have five teeth taken out. The bird cage is in the room. You hear Grace? But it was so big that we didn't know if it would fit uh, in this area of the room because they got an upgrade. I'll show it to you again. There they are. Look at the size of that bird cage. I'm five nine and it's taller than me. So they are there right now. If I can move it back and test it in back of me, I will. But if Chet starts screaming, uh, it's gonna it, it, it may get interesting. But no, I'm gonna let Chet and Grace out, and the other animals can come in too. They can actually crack the door and come in now because I uh, I moved to the basement instead for my office uh, in order so you could see the animals more. So this is ultimately why I did this, uh, and you will be seeing more of the animals, including maybe Moses making a guest appearance in my office which should be interesting because we will need the sanctuary staff to wrangle him. Uh, but yes, I did have to have three teeth pulled out yesterday towards the back of my mouth because I was in so much pain that when he took a look, he said, no, these have to come out. Uh, and so basically that's what happened yesterday. So obviously I was stuffed with gauze uh, and I was, you know, I was numbed for a while, but then I was a bit sore and my body kind of felt a bit achy. So Marty uh, said, don't even worry about it. We can do Grace Out Loud Monday. So I'm just telling you what happened so you know. Um, and thank you for your prayers. I'm a bit sore, but that's not going to stop this Italian from, uh, from really uh, speaking some truth tonight in Jesus' name. So... Let's get into it, shall we? Because I have to tell you something. What is happening is so prophetically crucial. I can't stress it enough. We are going to dig. This is a crucial, timely, prophetic connect the dots that needs to happen. So we're doing it right now. All glory be to God. So as many of you know, yesterday, the indictment came down of Donald Trump and we're going to talk about why this is so prophetically significant, why the timing of this is a terrible idea spiritually, why a trap has been set, and why the Lord has allowed this to happen. So we are going to get into all of that tonight. So I'm going to start, though, by sharing some prophecy. 
So there is quite a bit of prophecy on this. And we're going to go over the, the prophecy excerpts first because they're going to come into play as we continue on this uh, revelatory connected box, we'll call it. So, and I'm going to tell you also, they want you to riot. They want you to protest. They want to lure you in to do that right now. Don't fall for it. Glenn Beck said the same thing. You're better off getting out in the streets and getting on your knees and praying and having prayer gatherings in the streets right now than you are protesting and rioting because that is what they want so they can they can lure you into a trap right now. Prayer is our weapon right now in what's going on. Prayer and having access to the throne of God is our weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. And we have to remember that in the middle of this, don't look at what you see, look at what God sees. Ask him to allow you to see what he sees because it may change how you feel about things and it may increase your faith level right now. So let me get my hair out of my face and let's start with prophecy. Uh, we're going all the way back to 2019, so almost four years ago. Now, this was November 26, 2019. How dare they? The hunter shall now become the hunted and the hunted are moving on and soaring to glory and shall be above and not beneath. I am preparing a table before you in the presence of your enemies and those who have persecuted you, says the Lord. Truly you shall eat the meal of victory for the time has come for my children to break through and break away from the cycles and tricks and backdoor shackles the enemy has attempted to use to keep them from continuing in my plan. For where we are at now and what is going to take place is such a threat to his kingdom and the propaganda he cycles out that he has attempted to find any way through anyone around you to oppress, depress, drain, and siphon from you not only the blessings of the Lord, but that's capitalized, the spiritual gifts that cause you to thrive. This is going to come into play in a little while. This particular, some things that were said in this prophecy. Now, December 26, 2021, and says the Spirit, it is being announced and recorded this day that those who speak much and do little, those who want the benefits from killing and cultivating the soil without actually doing the work, those who go with the wind of every doctrine and twist and manipulate the word for their own gain, now is the time they shall be wrung out, says the Spirit. And what they have contained and what they have kept hidden and what they have deceived many about in order to place themselves in a position of importance. Remember that. Now is the time they shall be wrung out, says the Spirit. Hear ye the inhabitants of the earth, the Lord God Almighty, strong and mighty. His glory and his might is touching down on the earth. And some shall receive in fullness the glory and power and gifts that cultivate and grow the power within them. And some shall receive the fullness of his might, might is capitalized, crushing the head of the serpent, crushing the plans of the wicked, dismantling the plans of the corrupt, says the spirit this day in Jesus name. Now, as we get closer, more detail comes out. This is also December 26, 2021. The, the who 
is going to wonder how there was such an enormous bleak that will have countries and regions feeling deceived. This next part is what I want you to hear. I, the Lord, am cornering you, you who think you are the who's who. And the veil shall be pulled back, and the ones who sit behind the veil together in operation shall be exposed. That's all capitalized. It goes on. This is all December 26, 2021. Their golden tickets are being suddenly snatched away as they have welcomed the devourer and attempted to devour others. However, says the Lord of hosts, they shall see such in their own lives as they have welcomed the company of spirits, familiar spirits to their table and are eating and feasting with them. However, says the Lord, I, the Lord God, am at a different table that they have rejected for those demonic forces telling them what they want to hear. I prepare a table, says the Lord, and they shall now feast on what the righteous judge so shall order. December 26, same prophecy. Oh, America, they are attempting to bind you with fetters. Fetters are chains. Once again, they are attempting to bind you up for good this time. However, says the Lord, a wrench in their plans, that's capitalized, shall break the gears and there shall be a sputter and then a hard stop, that's capitalized, as they think they are oppressing the people enough to activate the third part of this wicked plan. What was the third part? Maybe potentially the indictment, huh? Third part of this wicked plan. However, says the Lord, this is back in 2021. However, says the Lord of hosts, their plan shall fall off. They shall leave such a stain that is unable to be scrubbed. Scrubbed is capitalized. A stain that is unable to be scrubbed. That it shall send their plans down a steep drop. All capitals. One that is out of control. Derails, says the Lord. Watch and see. And then it goes on. Still December 26, 2021. This is all capitals. I am calling you to humble yourselves and get back into alignment with me, the Lord, your God. Surrender and stop wrestling with me about things you did that you thought were good under the counsel of those who never should have gone along and encouraged as Ahab was encouraged in the name of pride. I, the Lord, am calling you to surrender and to cut those corrupt ties you have so held on to in the name of business and deals. For I am calling you I am calling you, your shepherd is calling you, and I have gone out to look for the one who has lost their way amidst a brambled mess of politics and fraud and medical fraud and lies. For you just listen to me and not your flesh and your pride. For the art of the deal is no match for the wisdom I, the Lord your God, can provide. You have wise spouses. So he's talking to more than one person here. Listen to them. Open your ears and close your pride, and I, the Lord, will do an incredible work in your life. That was all capitals, and that was December 26, 2021. Now, we go to January 27th, 2023, okay, the beginning of this year. Oh, you leaders, hear the word of the Lord this day. If you choose of your will, abuse your power for purposes that are in direct opposition to the seat in which you sit. This includes the DA, that whole office. You shall in this season fall, be disgraced, be shamed, be laid bare before the people that you become a byword and a heifer. For if you so choose to act like rebellious bulls, that's capitalized, then you shall have a heavy hand of correction brought down on you. 
hear the word of the Lord this day. Your aspirations for other seeds shall become a curse to you. For your harvest so shall come, and tares shall ensnare and choke you. For you are being weighed by the Lord in this hour. All your corrupt deeds, including the inner rooms of the church. So he's including the church in this as well. Where abominations have been committed. Blasphemies on the house floor, on the floors of parliaments. As you say, there is no God. As you say, I shall exalt myself, for I do not answer to God. God does not see. So shall the heavy hand of the Lord strike you and the ground in which you so walk and shall shake your paper houses that you have so built. It shall shake the grip of your fingers off the seats and positions. This is back in January, this word. So this is two months ago, almost to the day of the indictment. It's two months and I think two days. And it goes on January 27th, 2023. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, they shall come with chains and fetters to bind you. Now the Lord uses the word bind here, which is very interesting. And then we are going to get into that because this comes into play. They shall come with chains and fetters to bind you. And if you humbly come to me, that's capitalized, meaning the Lord, I shall break their chains of iron. Their charges shall befall them, for they have been doing even worse in the dark behind the door to the inner chamber. They have met, four leaders have met from such committees. And in this meeting, they have discussed a leader swap. A leader swap with each one at the table playing a role. Thus says the Lord, they have discussed shutting down grids and markets in key parts of the country to scare the people and herd them like cattle into their plans. The paper that outlines your points and plans shall be revealed, says the Lord. It shall be by one who has had a yoke of conviction come upon them. It shall surprise you, says the Lord. It shall. Okay. January 27, still 2023. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, all capitals, the whole paragraph. I am God, there is no other. I am the God who called Abraham, who called Samuel, who called Jeremiah, who called John, who called Matthew, who called Luke, who called Mark, who called Deborah, who called Nathan, who called Hezekiah, who called them to be light and a strong tower in me in the days where pagans ruled. And I am calling again, says the Lord, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man answers, I, the Lord, shall come in and sup with him. It goes on. Many of you have continued in your own captivity of your own making. This is the season laid before you to come out from that captivity, to grab hold of deliverance before you, for this is a profound season for such to release the captives, if they so choose to be released, instead of staying bound in their cell. For I, the Lord, am giving open doors. You must walk through it out of your cell, for the enemy has bound you many years. And I, the Lord, your deliverer, that's capitalized, have come to free you and redirect your life to merge you into the call that is upon you. An open door, says the Lord. Now, we go to March 17th. Now, this is all going to come into play in what I'm about to say. So this is how we're setting the stage here prophetically. March 17th, 2023, which was 13 days before, 14 days before the indictment. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, as the name of my son, Jesus Christ moves and echoes across the nation, the opposition is yelling, indict, indict. 
as they yell indict indict it shall be an indictment against them says the lord and their true motive shall emerge and their true modus operandi shall come forth as they yell indict with chains says the lord i the lord thy god am the chain breaker for those who humbly and earnestly come unto me says the lord and bear the yoke of my capital kingdom says the lord and says the spirit of the lord this day the donkey has become a mule mule is capitalized remember this says the lord they are riding on a mule that party is now riding a mule a hybrid that cannot reproduce it cannot grow and some of the elephants have joined in following the mule however that's capitalized says the lord absalom rode on a mule too in an attempt to rob the kingdom from his father david and destroy him that's capitalized he rode a mule and that mule led him right to the tree where he hung and his demise came hung on a tree says the lord haman was also hung on a tree says the lord there is a connection absalom and delilah are the same spirit working in tandem through opposite vessels says the lord they are riding a mule to deceive be careful of the one who speaks with conservative bravado however as hooked up to the mule they shall be highlighted be careful of such for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks says the lord and says the spirit of the lord this day the mules cannot reproduce as hard as they try what they have created they cannot reproduce to rob the people again mules cannot be reproduced they cannot be duplicated they have created a hybrid to do nothing more than bear the burdens of their creation that is from march 17th all of that 2023 so Let's get into now, prophetically, why this is so crucial and incredible what is happening. Uh, many of you know the indictment came down yesterday uh, with Donald Trump or today. I mean, it, it started being reported last night, today. And it's fascinating how this is all unfolding. And the Lord has a plan here. And so let's get into this. Three days before this indictment is reported, the school shooting happens in Nashville. We are praying for those precious families that lost children in this and those amazing school employees that lost their lives. We are praying for them. This goes so much deeper. We don't have a gun problem in this country. We have a mental illness problem in this country. We also have a, a problem of, of destruction and greed, and I can go on and on. But I'm going to tell you something interesting. The name of the school was Covenant. Now, this is going to lead into what I'm about to talk about with Trump. The name was Covenant. The Covenant is under attack that was a prophetic warning of what was about to happen the covenant is under attack this should be a a light bulb moment for everybody why this happened the way it happened it happens between purim and passover in the same city that reawaken america was held and the name of the school is covenant 
What's under attack right now? Who's trying to steal our covenant? Satan and his merry band of men and women that want to be willing vessels to do his bidding. Okay, so this is like a 911 moment. And I'm going to tell you why 911 is significant in a little bit. But the covenant is under attack. Okay, this is what is happening spiritually. This is what's going on. We should all wake up and realize this right now. The covenant right now is fully under attack between Purim and Passover. Haman tried to attack the covenant on Purim. Pharaoh tried it on Passover. They both fell. This happens, this attack, this horrible, horrible incident that happened where just as it's coming out about how bad, uh, you know, this T-R-A-N-S movement is for children and how horrible it is to convince them at such a young age that they're not what they are, are, are in their chromosomes and their DNA, this happens, okay? So we, and the same day this happens, the shaman from January 6th is released. The same day. So, so I'm setting the course here because this is three days before the indictment comes down. This happens. This tragic, horrible incident. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It happens in the window between Purim and Passover at a school named Covenant. Okay? Now, interestingly enough, that is the 5th of Nisan when this happened. The 5th of Nisan, um, which, no, it's not the 5th of Nisan, is it? I'm, I'm trying to figure out here. No, actually, the 5th of Nisan will be tomorrow, April, well, April 1st, 1933. Now, why is that significant? The official Nazi boycott of German Jewish merchants started on the 5th of Nisan. The persecution really begins to bear down on the 5th of Nisan. So just keep that in mind. Interestingly enough, th this quote is from a rabbi, and this is what the rabbi says. To tell you that even at your darkest hour, you have the power to shatter your chains, and even at your brightest moment, you must say, from this too, I must break free. So now we have three days between the shooting and the indictment, okay? Or the, the, the breaking news at night that this indictment um, is indeed coming on down and it fully broke today, okay? So it started last night and the news fully broke today. Today is the Shabbat Haggadol. It is the Shabbat before Passover. So the indictment really comes out on the Shabbat before Passover. On the eve of that, this indictment comes down. Now, interestingly enough, and I'm going to go back to Passover in a minute, but there is a period between Passover to Pentecost. It is a 50-day period. It's funny because Jonah, of all days, calls me today. And as I'm telling him what I'm working on, he's he was sort of helping add to it and, and connect uh, more dots to me uh, for me with this. So thank you, Jonah, because um, I connected more after I got off the phone with him. So Pentecost is celebrated 50 days after Passover. Passover starts 
next Wednesday, April 5th, okay? For every day for the 50 days between, Pente between Passover and Pentecost, the Omer of wheat is counted. That starts April 6th this year. And for 50 days, the Omer of wheat, an Omer of wheat is counted, okay? They count the wheat. It's coming to a head right now, what's happening at the time where Moses faced off against Pharaoh, first of all, and the Jews were delivered, and where the wheat is counted and is heading to the threshing floor, where it is separated, the wheat from the chaff. This is also happening at a time between Purim and Passover, where Haman wanted to touch what was forbidden, which is Mordecai, which is the people of God. Pharaoh wanted to touch what was forbidden, the people of God. They both wanted to touch and go after what they had no right to go after. And they both fell for it, okay? Purim and Passover. So just wanted to say that also. Now back to this 50-day period between Passover and Pentecost. So the wheat, an omer of wheat is counted every day between Passover and Pentecost, and it goes to the threshing floor. The threshing floor in scripture is a place of separation and revelation, a place where the harvest was prepared by separating the grain from the useless straw for the purpose of exposing and collecting the most valuable part of the crop. The process of threshing was performed generally by spreading the sheaves on the threshing floor and causing oxen and cattle to tread repeatedly over them, loosening the edible parts of the cereal grain from the scaly and edible chaff that surrounds it. That's in Deuteronomy chapter 25 and Isaiah chapter 28. On occasion, flails or sticks were used for this purpose, to beat the wheat. Ruth chapter 2, Isaiah chapter 28. Then winnowing forks were used to throw the mixture into the air so the wind could blow away the chaff, leaving only the good grain on the floor. The wheat is bundled. It is bound. Who was just indicted and they are looking to bundle? They are looking to bind. They are looking to cuff. Not only look, they're not only looking to do this to Trump, they're looking to do this completely to the American people. They are looking to do this to Christians. They are looking to do this to Jews. Joseph was bound. Jesus was bound. Jeremiah was bound. Paul was bound. Isaac was bound. Those who were bound, who truly trusted the Lord, were indeed delivered. That is the key here. Put all your trust in God and not man, and you will be delivered. Put all your trust in God and not man, and you will be delivered. King David and 2 Samuel actually bought the threshing floor for 50 pieces of silver. There's that number 50 again between Passover and Pentecost. King David bought the threshing floor to separate the wheat from the chaff. Isaac was bound and brought to the threshing floor. And a ram caught in the thicket saved him. A shofar, a trumpet is made from a ram's horn. The Lord caused a ram to be caught in the thicket and it saved Isaac because he did not want to lay a hand on Isaac truly. He wanted to see 
if he was truly number one in Abraham's life, if truly Abraham wholeheartedly served him. Interestingly enough, also talking about Purim and Passover in this 50 days, Pharaoh bared down harder on the people right before Passover and increased their burdens. For Purim, when Haman wanted to take Mordecai and hang him on a tree, he wanted to touch the forbidden fruit. He wanted to touch what the Lord said not to touch. It is the same to touch what they should not be touching. They want to destroy who sees right through them. Mordecai saw right through Haman that he wanted to truly be king. Those who see the truth and know, know is capitalized the truth, the wicked will see as a problem. It is no different here. Mordecai saw right through Haman that he wanted to be king, and that's why Haman wanted to get rid of him. He saw what he was doing. He knew too much. Pharaoh, because of Moses, seeing right through what he was doing, warning him to let his people go, bared down harder on the people before the Passover. So, also, something else that's interesting. There is, about 64 days ago, there is a golden statue eerily resembling Ishtar was placed atop the New York City courthouse, where a statue of Moses also resides. The New York Times headline, I'm going to show you the headline. I'm going to share my screen with you. The headline of the New York Times, here it is. Move over, Moses and Zoroaster. Manhattan has a new female lawgiver. This was 64 days ago. New York Times puts this headline, Move Over Moses. Move over, Covenant. Move over, Passover. Move over. Because a new female lawgiver who looks eerily similar to Ishtar, one of the three false gods that caused Israel to fall, is placed upon as a golden statue. Anytime someone sets up a golden statue in the Bible, it's a problem. The golden calf, the golden statue of Nebuchadnezzar, every time one of these things is set up, alarm bells should be going off because what is about to happen next is not good. So let me stop screen here and let me go back to this because this is important. So 64 days ago, this golden statue eerily resembling Ishtar was placed atop the New York City courthouse, where a statue of Moses also resides. You saw the New York Times headlines. Move over, Moses and Zoroaster. There's a new female lawgiver in town. Oh, really? And who might that be? Who might that spirit be behind it that's looking for retribution right now and to completely attack the covenant of God and the sovereignty of God which is a big no-no, and attack the fact that God is the righteous judge. They want to exalt themselves above that. They want to exalt themselves above the covenant. The covenant is under attack. Now, Ishtar was one of the three false gods. You had Molech and Baal that were uh, that also caused Israel to fall. Ishtar was considered to oversee fertility, which the battle for abortion started in New York and divine law so also wants to be the lawgiver the judge okay this is important 64 days six plus four equals ten four is the number of physical creation like 
what man may be trying to create right now. And six is the number of man. Ten indicates God's authority over mankind. There were ten plagues on Egypt, God's authority over Egypt. What, what Egypt created, God overrode. We are fast approaching that Red Sea moment I and others spoke about all the way back in 2020, I think it was. Uh, we are fast approaching this Red Sea moment right now. We we are almost upon it. Now, between Purim and Passover, Moses had to go before Pharaoh, Esther had to go before the king, and Trump will go before the judge. Might I remind you, the great righteous judge is Almighty God. And he has the final say, and he judges the thoughts and intents of the heart that man cannot see. Now, what the news that is broken is that uh, Trump intends to fly from Florida to New York on Monday. DeSantis has already come out swinging, saying he's not helping them with any extradition whatsoever. So good for him. Uh, and that's going to go a long way. So just just keep it just keep that in the back of your mind. OK, so they have set Tuesday for the arraignment. The eve before Passover. The arraignment before a judge is set to take place. Just think about this. The eve before Passover, the arraignment is set. I wouldn't be surprised if it got moved to Wednesday and the Lord allows it to be moved for good reason. So the eve before Passover, this is a terrible idea. Spiritually, they are walking into a mess of their own creating what they're doing. So spiritually and physically, they've walked into a trap. The Lord is allowing this. We have to understand this. He is allowing this to happen. He allowed the Jews to be brought to the Red Sea, thinking they had no deliverance with Pharaoh at their back, just to open the sea, not only to deliver them, but to entice Pharaoh in to destroy his army. So we have to understand the Lord is allowing all of these events. Um to set certain traps because they want to touch what they shouldn't really be touching. And it, it it's like the Lord has goaded them in. He has goaded them to go after what they shouldn't be touching. Haman wanted to go after what he shouldn't be touching. Pharaoh wanted to go after what he shouldn't be touching. Certain individuals here in a power move want to go after what they shouldn't be touching. So, to try to do this right before Passover is one of the most foolish moves I've seen. And I'm going to tell you something. The interesting part is the name, last name brag is no coincidence. When you brag, you boast. When you boast, you are prideful. Proverbs 16, verses 16 through 20. How much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He who keeps his way preserves his soul. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He who heeds the word wisely will find good and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Now, David made decisions in his past too that came back around to bite him, okay? Because everybody is flawed. Nobody is perfect. People make flawed choices. They make bad decisions. They make foolish decisions. 
And then the enemy looks for an opportune time and tries to bring it back upon them. Okay. Now this is no different here because David was a very flawed man and we put him on a pedestal, but he was an incredibly flawed man that struggled, but loved the Lord very, very much. So let me talk about something the Lord showed me while I was in Tulsa. I actually showed this to Gus and Aaron and Deb and their eyes became a little bit like saucers when I showed them. So it was the second day, I believe I was in Tulsa and I was awoken during the night. Um, it may have been around midnight or so. And this is what I hear. Trump was the 45th president. If Trump wins in 2024, he would be the 47th president. Four plus five is nine. Four plus seven is 11. Nine, 11. Nine, 11. Nine, one, one. Now, isn't that interesting? He was the 45th, skips a, a cycle because of what happened, would be the 47th. If you add it together, you get 911. 911. This I wrote this down during the night because I was I flew up out of bed when I heard this. So what I'm saying is is that because of what was what was stolen, we're not going to count that year. We're going to count the four, the four years he he went from 2020. I mean from 2016 to 2020, and we're looking at the 2024 potential. And if you add those together, you get. 9-11. Now, what is 9-11? Well, you call 911 when there is an emergency and they send help. And also in 2001, on September 11th, 9-11, the Twin Towers were attacked. And the full truth about that will be revealed in due season. Trump knows. They know he knows. They know he knows why Bush did what he did. He knows 9-11 would be a full-blown emergency for the left in 2024. Nine one one. I want you, I know there's more to this and I'm waiting on the Lord to, to give it because I know there's more to this than that, but I'm giving you the portion I have right now that I was given to share with you. Now, the number nine of the Hebrew alphabet happens to be Tet or Tess. The design of it is like a pot, a vessel with an inverted rim representing hidden or inverted good. Another interpretation of this is that it represents a man bending his head to God in prayer. And thanks. One, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Aleph. That the Aleph has three different meanings. Uh, one, which means a master or a chief, commander in chief. The second, a school of learning or a teacher. The third meaning is reached by reading the letters of the word backwards, which means wondrous. Wondrous teacher. Wondrous chief. Interesting, but those are the, I just thought I would put that in there, the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, because they each represent a number and what that means. There is just so much to cover on this. Um, I will tell you as well from watching this and what's going on, that a spirit that a spirit of Absalom, so a spirit, the spirits that influence Absalom or the spirit that did, has gone out in this hour as well. 
That spirit that looks to persecute and usurp has gone out. Donna Clement and myself spoke about this spirit at Reawaken America in Nashville. She read a prophecy of, of her dad's Kim Clement from years ago. Where was the shooting? Nashville. Where did we confront the spirit of Absalom or that could, or bring it before the Lord's throne about this spirit and what it's doing? It was in Nashville. Might I remind everyone how Absalom tried to take the kingdom because this is important to this as well. Second Samuel chapter 15 verses 1 through 17. After this it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. 50. The number of days between Passover and Pentecost. 50. The Jubilee. 50. The captives getting set free. 50 men to run before him. Now Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way to the gate. So it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit, anyone who had a lawsuit, came to the king for a decision that Absalom would call to him and say, what city are you from? And he would say, your servant is from such and such a tribe of Israel. Then Absalom would say to him, look, your case is good and right, but there is no deputy of the king to hear you. Moreover, Absalom would say, oh, that I were made judge in the land. Move over. There's a new lawgiver in town. Oh, if I were made judge in the land and everyone who has any suit or cause would come to me, then I would give him justice. But it would be a very perverted justice. Verse five. And so it was whenever anyone came near to bow down to him, that he would put out his hand and take him and kiss him. In this manner, Absalom acted toward all Israel who came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. Verse seven, now it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said to the king, please let me go to Hebron and pay the vow which I made to the Lord. Now he's lying here. He is lying about this and 40 is really represents one era ending and a new beginning. 40 also represents judgment that the, 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 in a way the door has been opened to judgment that it is a decision that comes down that that changes everything and so he lies about this that he made this vow and so david says to him go in peace so he arose and went to hebron then absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of israel verse 10 saying as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet then you shall say Absalom reigns in Hebron. And with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem and they went along innocently and did not know anything. Wasn't 200 the number of the fallen angels that made the pact on Mount Hermon? Just a thought. Verse 12, that Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gileonite David's counselor from his city. So one of David's council, Ahithophel, turns on him for Absalom. Who turned on Trump for this? One of his council by the name of Cohen. Okay, so, so just keep that in mind. Then Absalom sent for Ahithophel, the Gileanite, David's counselor from his city, from Gilo, where he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy grew strong for the people with Absalom continually increased 
in number. Now, verse 13. Now a messenger came to David saying, the hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who were with him at Jerusalem, arise and let us flee or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart lest he overtakes us suddenly and brings disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. And the king's servants said to the king, we are your servants ready to do whatever my lord the king commands. Then the king went out with all his household after him, but the king left 10 women, concubines, to keep the house. And the king went out with all the people after him and stopped at the outskirts. Verse 18, then all his servants passed before him and all the Cherethites and the Pelethites and all the Gittites, 600 men who had followed him from Gath passed before the king. Now we go to 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 32 through 37. Now it happened when David had come to the top of the mountain where he worshiped God, there was Hushai, the archite, coming to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. David said to him, if you go on with me, then you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I was your father's servant previously, so I will now also be your servant then you may defeat the council of Ahithophel for me. So Hushai is sent in by David to defeat the council of Ahithophel who has turned on David. Verse 35, and do you not have Zadok and Abiathar who are the priests with you there? Therefore, it will be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall tell Zadok and Abiathar, the priests. Indeed, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaaz, Zadok's son, and Jonathan, Abiathar's son. And by them, you shall send me everything you hear. Verse 37, so Hushai, David's friend, David's friend, went into the city and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Now, 2 Samuel verse 16, uh, uh, chapter 16, verses 16 through 23. This is where it gets really interesting. And so it was when Hushai the archite, David's friend, so we keep saying this is David's friend, came to Absalom, that Hushai said to Absalom, long live the king, long live the king. So Absalom said to Hushai, is this your loyalty to your friend? Why did you not go with your friend? And Hushai said to Absalom, no, but whom the Lord and this people and all the men of Israel choose, his I will be, and with him I will remain. Be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You know what that means? Deceive the deceiver. Right now, Hushai is deceiving the deceiver. Verse 19, furthermore, whom should I serve? Should I not serve in the presence of his son as I have served in your father's presence? So will I be in your presence? Verse 20, then Absalom said to Ahithophel, give advice as to what we should do. And Ahithophel said to Absalom, go into your father's concubines whom he has left to keep the house. And all Israel will hear that you are aboard by your father. Then the hands of all who are with you will be strong. So they pitched a tent for Absalom on the top of the house. And Absalom went into his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. Now the advice of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if one had inquired at the oracle of God. So was all the advice of Ahithophel, both with David and 
with Absalom. Um, we're going to go into Second Samuel chapter 17 in a minute, but I'm going to stop because what did Ahithophel counsel? For Absalom to collude with David's concubines, which he probably shouldn't have been near in the first place. What did they do in New York City? They colluded in a way, just a modern era version of it, but they colluded with those women that are said to have been around Trump. I'm not saying anything happened, but I'm saying the the concubines were around David keeping the house. We saw who came out of the DA's office. We saw Stormy come out colluding, colluding in a tent with the concubines. Okay, this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is running a very similar route here and in a very similar vein. So 2 Samuel chapter 17, verses 1 through 14. Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Now let me choose 12,000 men and I will arise and pursue David tonight. I will come upon him while he is weary, keep that in mind, and weak, and make him afraid. And all the people who are with him will flee and I will strike only the king. Then I will bring back all the people to you when all return, except the man whom you seek. All the people will be at peace. That's a false peace and that's a lie. And the saying pleased Absalom and the elders of Israel. And Terhushai now, David's friend. Verse five, then Absalom said, now call Hushai the archite also and let us hear what he says too. And when Hushai came to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him saying, Ahithophel has spoken in this manner. Shall we do as he says? If not, speak up. Verse seven, so Hushai said to Absalom, the advice that Ahithophel has given is not good at this time. For, said Hushai, you know your father and his men, that they are mighty men and they are enraged in their minds like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. And your father is a man of war and will not camp with the people. Surely by now he is hidden in some pit or in some other place. And it will be when some of them are overthrown at the first that whoever hears it will say, there is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. And even he who is valiant, whose heart is like the heart of a lion will melt completely. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man and those who are with him are valiant men. Verse 11. Therefore, I advise, this is Hushai, that all Israel be fully gathered to you from Dan to Beersheba, like the sand that is by the sea for multitude and that you go to battle in person. So we will come upon him in some place where he may be found and we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground. And of him and all the men, Hushai is prophesying right here the fall of Absalom. Notice on this, we will fall on him as the dew falls on the ground. He is really prophesying here the demise of Absalom by luring him in to strike his father, David. Moreover, if he has withdrawn into a city, then all Israel shall bring ropes to that city and we will pull it into the river until there is no one small stone found there, not one small stone found there. Verse 14. So Absalom and all the men of Israel said, here is the trap now. The trap has been set. The advice of Hushai the archite is better than the advice of Ahithophel. 
Ahithophel turned on David. He was a counselor that turned. There is a certain someone out there that turned. His last name appears to be Cohen. For the Lord had purposed to defeat the good advice of Ahithophel to the intent that the Lord might bring disaster on Absalom. So the trap is now set here. Hushai is prophesying the demise of Absalom, but it looks like that, that Absalom is going to be handed David. So he takes this foolish advice from Hushai that is intently given foolishly, but it sounds because of the Lord better than Ahithophel's advice, who the Lord sought to defeat. Now, 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. Then Absalom met the servants of David. Absalom rode on a mule. The mule went under the thick boughs of a great terebinth tree, and his head caught in the terebinth, so he was left hanging between heaven and earth. And the mule, which was under him, went on. The mule abandoned him. Verse 10, now a certain man saw it and told Joab and said, I just saw Absalom hanging in a terebinth tree. And we all know what happens. Absalom falls and they fall on him like the dew instead, uh, just as Hushai had spoken of. Absalom pursued what was forbidden to pursue. He also colluded with David's concubines to steal the kingdom. And this looks eerily similar right now to what we see certain offices doing. David rode on a donkey. This is important here. He rode on a donkey. Absalom rode on a mule. A hybrid that cannot reproduce. Remember the Lord talked about that, one of those words. Look for the name mule. I'm capitalizing this here to be used in this upcoming case. Look for the name mule to come out in the middle of this. Mules are stubborn. They can be stubborn. They don't necessarily like to listen, but, and they are meant to bear burdens. And I'll give you a few other interesting facts about mules here in a minute. David's son, sons all rode, rode male mules. That's in second Samuel chapter 13. Absalom rode a mule at the end of his life. Since a mule is a crossbreed between a mare and a male donkey, and since crossbreeding was prohibited in Israel, according to Leviticus chapter 19, mules were likely imported and were thus more valued. Hybrids that cannot reproduce. The ones upon the mules brought their own destruction. Mules are meant to bear burdens and weaponry. They are meant to carry heavy things through tough terrain. A mule's intelligence also means that they are more cautious and aware of danger, making them safer to ride when crossing dangerous ter terrain. The mule Absalom uh, was on that kept going and left him hanging from that terebinth tree because it was aware it was dangerous. They are cautious and aware of danger. That mule was aware more so than Absalom, which is a very interesting point here. This mule knew there was danger ahead. This mule sensed it and could discern the danger that was coming and deserted Absalom and left him hanging 
from a tree. So the mule that Absalom tried to ride to destroy David ended up abandoning him and leaving him to his own destruction. Now let's get into some other interesting tidbits here. I told you there's a lot here. There's probably going to be more as the Lord gives it. It's up to the Lord as he gives it. Okay. The verdict of Roe v. Wade was leaked. The indictment of Trump was leaked, which is very interesting. Um, and I'm going to spell his name here, but George S-O-R-O-S gave $1 million to the group that helped Bragg get elected. They heavily supported him and got him elected. This is another Purim type thing that is happening as Haman promised 330 tons of silver to be paid into the king's treasury for destroying the Jews. Eerily similar. Okay, and also, I'm going to remind you of a few things. That there was a certain president by the name of Bill Clinton who did something in the Oval Office with a woman named Monica, which shall remain nameless, lied about it, lied on documents about it, and got to keep his position as president. There is also smoking gun evidence that Biden took $1 million from the CCP, and he's not been indicted, and he's still president. Hunter in the laptop. Hunter is still not indicted. So if you look at this, the hunter shall become the hunted. All of this, all of these people and what they did, they got to keep their positions. Okay? They got to keep them. They're not going to keep them for long. They're not going to keep them for long. Like I said, we are between Purim and Passover. We are approaching Passover. And at some point, we will see perhaps an incredible Red Sea moment. The gauntlet has been dropped. Um, and, and the Lord is the righteous judge. And we have to remember that. Also, I'm going to, to, to tell you something. The day before the indictment comes down, a headline breaks. Brazil-China strike trade deal agreement to ditch the U.S. dollar. This is the day before the indictment. The deal announced Wednesday will enable China and Brazil to carry out trade and financial transactions directly, exchanging uh, yuan for rias or vice versa or yen. Well, yen is really Japanese. It's it's the Chinese uh, yuan or yuan for rias or vice versa, rather than first converting their currencies to the U.S. dollar. So at the same time, the covenant is attacked. At the same time, the indictment comes down. They are trying to overthrow the U.S. dollar. And now Brazil has been lured into this and strikes a deal with China. China also brokered a deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran. So while we have somebody warming the seat of president who is not even aware what color socks he has on, we have this going on. July 11th, 2022, I'm going to read you this prophetic word. The dragon has ventured out. The dragon has taken a trip, a short trip, to entice another nation that has been in the background. But now we'll come to the forefront. For the dragon has offered up a very tempting offer before such a country that is in limbo, says the Lord. I believe this country is Brazil. 
that in July, that this prophecy pertains to this country because a country that was running in the background, you don't hear much about Brazil. But interesting thing about Brazil, right before this deal happens, they did some demonic parade. It was very strange. I think it was Brazil that that happened. Um, so the prophecy goes on from July 11th, 2022. What the enemy so convinced many to do, how he manipulated and coiled and caused the people of their own will to err as an act of their will, they shall now make a turn and face that enemy head on, says the Lord of hosts, including South America where leadership will fall after a battle ensues. And there is a complete upheaval and tilling of the soil and breaking up the ground. For their ground, their battleground has become dry. It has become a wilderness. And the time has come to tear up what they have grown. And the briars and thorns and weeds and poisonous plants they have so grown in the wilderness, that's capitalized, the time has come to expose such and break up the soil and tear up in strategic cities in South America, the leadership has attempted to insulate themselves in order to stay in power. This is an attempt on the part of the leadership of Brazil to insulate themselves to stay in power. This is the move. So let me tell you something very interesting also. In China, it's the year of the rabbit. Rabbits are prey animals. They are hunted as prey animals. And so uh, just keep that in mind as this year goes forward. But Brazil had this demonic parade. And next thing you know, they have struck a deal and bowed to the dragon. Okay. And this, I believe, is the nation that was running in the background that has been enticed, enticed by the dragon that has offered up a very tempting offer before such a country. Ditch the U.S. Just trade directly with us, one of the great deceivers of the world, the great dragon that can coil around you and crush you if they feel like it. The leadership, this is foolishness. This is foolishness. And so, but watch this because these events happened all um within Purim and Passover. All of these events happened one after the other. So I just keep that in mind um, that this is coming and that this is no accident that China ha is doing these moves in the middle of what's happening in the U.S. and these indictments, uh, this indictment coming down and in the middle of uh, Biden having no willpower left, nor uh, the faculties to deal with the dragon. So we have to keep that in mind also. Also, I want to say that we are praying and we are praying for what's happening. And I am just seeking the Lord. And as the Lord gives insight as he gives revelation, as he shows things, I will certainly jot them down and I will talk about them. But we are, I am praying right now and we need to pray and we need to petition diligently the throne of God right now, because the covenant is completely under attack. That was a demonic 
symbol and attack of what was about to come down, what the enemy wanted to do. And the enemy was lured in. The Lord goaded the enemy in on Purim and he goaded the enemy in on Passover. And both times he broke the enemy, defeated them and delivered his people. So we have to remember this. Yes, there will be wars and rumors of wars, and we will see these things, but we are soldiers in the army of the living God, of the one true living, almighty, everlasting, omniscient, omnipotent, alpha and omega, almighty God who sits on the throne. And we have to say, Lord, give me eyes to see and ears to hear right now what the spirit has to say. Show me what you're seeing. This is what we have to do. And we have to diligently petition the throne of God for what is happening. Prayer is a powerful weapon. The enemy doesn't want you to use it right now. Utilize it. You have access through Jesus Christ to the throne of almighty God. And we need to petition his throne right now for deliverance, for deliverance and for the righteous judge to judge and weigh those and find them wanting. Many, many, Tekel Ufarsin, you have been weighed and found wanting, and now your kingdom shall be divided. This is a many, many, Tekel Ufarsin moment in this nation. And we have to stand solidly on the rock of Jesus Christ and be in the word right now with what we see, because the Lord will show us through the veil, what is going on? What is happening? What is being implemented in the realm of the spirit and how it's affecting the natural? If we will press in to him in this hour, the fervent effectual prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And the fervent effectual prayers of hundreds of thousands and millions of righteous men and women will availeth that much more. And so we have to remember that in the middle of this. And we cannot lose heart. We have to armor up according to Ephesians chapter 6. Use the sword of the spirit. Utilize the word. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And speak it like we mean it into the vein of the situation. Because the covenant is most definitely under attack. And it is the covenant that God made. Look at what is happening in Israel right now. You've got a little booger leading protests. Sorry, Lord. But like that's what he's acting like. Leading protests. Because Netanyahu won't bow to the beast. He won't bow to the beast, but the other one wants you to stand there and worship the beast. It is the same here. Israel and the United States are connected by a vein. They are connected. They are both covenant nations. This nation was founded on Judeo-Christian values. There's something called the Constitution that we are supposed to adhere to. And Netanyahu doesn't want to bow to the beast. So therefore they are persecuting him. The same way certain individuals are being persecuted here. Because they don't want to submit to the beast. And if they were deceived by things in the past, I believe the Lord is dealing with that also. And he's dealing with that issue. I truly believe he is. But Seas of people in Israel are protesting right now. 
because a coiling serpent is speaking through the mouth of a Noah gone rogue. And that's what he is. He's a Noah gone rogue. He is a Noah that has rebelled against God and he has come out of agreement with the Tabah, the Ark, the covering that God has. And you've got a Noah gone rogue that is convincing these people that worshiping the beast and coming into agreement with the beast and with wokeism. Let me tell you something very interesting about wokeism that the Lord showed me. In Genesis, when the serpent enters the garden, this is where Adam and Eve begin to falter. Because what was the job God gave them? Protect the stinking garden. He's giving us the garden, protect the garden, protect the animals. Why do you think we do what we do at Ark of Grace? So this is the job that they've been given. They let the serpent in to the garden. Do you know what happened when a copperhead snake tried to come under my porch into my garden? I got a tree pole and a bucket and I made sure to immediately remove him from the premises. Okay, I didn't let him in to hang out there, but Eve starts a conversation with him. Now, I'm a little surprised she wasn't freaked out by a talking serpent. So I wonder if he has been lurking around before this. So she starts a conversation with the serpent and he tells her that if she eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, her eyes will be opened. And she will become like God, knowing good from evil. What is the theme of wokeism? Oh, we're awake. Our eyes are opened. We see the truth, except it's a counterfeit truth and a deception from a lying serpent that got thrown out of the garden and cursed after what he did. Wokeism, your eyes will be awake. You will become higher. You will ascend. Wokeism. It is a lie from the pit of hell. It is an inverting of what happened at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you partake and accept these perverted things, your eyes will be opened. If you partake of this fruit of perversion and lies and immorality, Your eyes will be opened. You will be woke. And you will be like God. And this is part of what's happening. Don't think this demon of wokeism, and yes, there is a demon that resides over this lie, because it's a big one. And the enemy's interests are, 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 are very affected by what happens with this doctrine of a devil. This is what this is. Doctrines of devils. Wokeism is doctrines of devils. Plain and simple. That is playing a part of it too. But that's what's happening in Israel. There's a fight over wokeism. There's a fight over your eyes opening by a Noah gone rogue who's helping assist and turn the people on Netanyahu, who God put back there to finish a job he didn't finish. And the Lord needs to put somebody else back here in the United States of America who didn't finish a job he was supposed to finish. Okay, Israel and the United States are connected. And we have to remember that. So watch this closely. 
approaching Passover and the 50 days leading to Pentecost after Passover. This 50-day window is so prophetically crucial, I can't emphasize it enough. So please watch and pray. Don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Put on the full armor of God. Utilize the word and listen for the Lord's instructions in this hour because he's going to give them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We are in an hour and 16 minutes and the side of my mouth is a little sore, but that is okay because this had to be said today. I came on because it had to be said. Sore and all. It was interesting. My mouth of all things got attacked, isn't it? Because that's where the word of the Lord comes out of. That's where the insight the Lord gives comes out of. So I'm not surprised. And interestingly enough, three teeth had to come out. Three. Isn't that interesting? So, but praise God, I'm not, I'm not in pain. I'm just a little sore and we're moving forward. So thank you for your prayers and your concern. I very much appreciate it. Um, keep the faith. Be in your word. Give God his time. Make sure he's number one in your life if he's not. Because there's so many things he wants to tell the body of Christ. The body of Christ, the church, is not in fighting shape right now. The covenant is under attack and we spiritually are not in fighting shape. And that is a problem. And every pastor out there needs to wake up very fast and get their church in fighting spiritual shape. Eric Metaxas is coming on next week. We're going to announce the day to talk about his book, Letter to the American Church, which I think I have. Let's see. Let's see which way. Yep, right there. It's right there. Letter to the American Church. He's coming on to discuss this. If you have pastor friends, please tell them to watch the day Eric Metaxas comes on about this book. Every pastor in America should read this book about what happened to the German church and what really happened in Germany. But it is a, a sounding of an alarm. It is a 911. And he's coming on next week to discuss it and we'll announce. Also, Last thing, if any of you out there know Glenn Beck, we would love to get Glenn Beck on. We would love to have him on. That man has a lot of insight. He's got a lot of faith. And we would just love to have him on and have a really in-depth discussion about what's happening. So if anybody happens to know him and can reach out to him, that would be wonderful. I think it would be a very profound interview uh, and discussion about biblical things related to worldly matters. So that's the last thing I'm going to say. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Thank you everyone for tuning in. God bless you. Keep the faith. Grace Out Loud is going to be Monday night. And I believe Eric Metaxas, here I'll tell you now because it's on my calendar before I get I sign off for the evening. Eric Metaxas is Tuesday, April 4th which is so amazing because we didn't plan this. This was the date Eric had open and this was over a month ago. And this is the day Trump is supposed to be arraigned. I don't think that's any coincidence by God that Eric is coming on at 4.30 PM Eastern standard time on Ark of grace. The day that, that Trump is supposed to be president. Trump is supposed to be arraigned. So just mark your calendars for that. We will announce, we will announce. So God bless everyone. 
We love you. Here, you want to see? There, there's, there's Chet and Grace. They love you. It's getting dark out now, so they're kind of like, you know, they're holding in for the night. But they will be back flying around the room uh, for next broadcast. So thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Hello everyone, this is Amanda Grace, and I wanted to tell you, if you are interested in where you should invest financial matters, if precious metals, if gold and silver is something that you should invest in or should be a part of your portfolio, please go to bh-pm.com, that is bh-pm.com, Beverly Hills Precious Metals, Andrew Sorcini, who has been on Art of Grace before, he loves to answer our viewers' questions, is more than happy to guide you and to answer your questions and to help you in those financial matters. So please go to bh-pm.com today. Thank you, everyone. God bless. You want to support an amazing patriot that's doing so much for our country and be a blessing you can go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARK ARK to save up to 66% or sometimes more off of all my pillow products they are so much more than just pillows they have amazing bathrobes they have sheets they have slippers they of course have pillows and they even have dog beds and I will tell you a fun fact noble our pig at the animal sanctuary that many of you know and love has indeed slept on a my pillow dog bed so if you'd like to be a blessing go to mypillow.com and use promo code ARC God bless everyone if you are looking for an excellent doctor if you are looking to get healthier if you are looking for guidance go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. Dr. Mark Sherwood and his lovely wife, Dr. Michelle, have the Functional Medical Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Both myself and my husband, Chris, and let me tell you, God bless Dr. Sherwood because Chris was a top nut to crack on this. But Chris is finally on board and we are both patients of his. I have to tell you, they have helped us tremendously. They also have an amazing line of products that are excellent for your health and can help you get your health back on track. So if you would like to make an appointment with them or you want to go see uh, what they are all about, what products they have, you can go to Sherwood.tv forward slash Amanda Grace. If you would like to grow your own food with what we see going on right now in the world with not only food supplies, but what they are doing to our food, you can go to amandagracegrows.com. These are amazing hydroponic growers. In fact, we have one in our parrot room, and this is an indoor one we have where you can grow food all year round, actually. Vegetables all year round. And we are doing that, actually, for our birds and our animals at our sanctuary they also have outdoor ones they actually yield 30 percent more and grow the vegetables three times faster so if you would like to learn more go to amandagracegrows.com god bless and i have to tell you something they work it is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar anxiety pain neuropathy to immune system boost dog pain they are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma we are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues i yeah. tried the pain patches and yeah, i gave them to my uh vp of operations also ronnie 
And she said they worked as well. She was yeah. quite shocked, actually, but she said they worked so, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on and we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out and wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda Grace. I'm coming to you today to talk to you about Reawaken America. I have been humbled and honored to be a part of Reawaken America since April 2021, when the first one was had at Rima Bible College in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I have to say, I have watched so many amazing moments happen for the glory of God at Reawaken America. And seeds get planted in the lives of those that are still seeking the Lord. We have seen many people uh, get set free, healed, delivered. Uh, we love to pray over people at Reawaken America. Um, I have prayed with so many uh, amazing people, which include Marty Grisham from Loudmouth Prayer, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, who also deals in deliverance as well. And it has been uh, an honor and a privilege to pray for so many people, to be able to minister to them, for my husband Chris to be able to minister as well, and uh, for, for Clay and General Flynn to allow me to, to even speak there, to even speak and, and speak what the Lord has to say. People need the word of the Lord in this hour. That is what they need. Uh, and so, Reawaken America has been a chance for people to come and not only hear the word of the Lord um, and hear biblical teaching and be prayed for, but also to get necessary information they need because the word of God says it is the knowledge of the truth that will set you free. Um, and so it's been an incredible experience for us. We hope to see you at upcoming events uh, that are coming up this year. Uh, and we are excited to see you there. God bless everyone. This